Robins at the Gate with Sky Sports and Five Lives Michelle Owen. With Who Knows Wins, this is not betting as you know it. Put your money where your mates are. Playing is easy. Make your predictions on the outcomes of your chosen fixtures. For every result you predict correctly, you get a point in your league. At the end of the competition, whoever's got the most points wins and proves their top dog. Choose your own entry fee, however substantial or small, and split the winner's pot as you see fit. Who Knows Wins. Download the app now and start playing. Welcome along to Robins at the Gate with myself, Michelle Owen and Greg McGregor. Great to be back with you this week, coming off the back of that positive result on Wednesday evening. But we'll also be talking about what happened on Saturday too. And we've a few players we just want to pick out and talk about today, really. Um, Gregor, how are you? Are you in the festive spirit yet? I couldn't tell if you had a Christmas jumper on last night because we had... I think we had about a million layers on each, didn't we? It was so cold at Ashton Gate. I think when we get fans back, I just feel, I don't know whether it's a psychological thing, I just feel it's warmer with the fans there. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, it was a lot warmer last night than it was at the weekend. It was absolutely cool. brassic for Birmingham. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's start with the Birmingham result. I watched that from the Quest studio when I was doing the highlights and... Well, I didn't feel like there was a lot to watch, to be honest. But um, here is our, our fan take on it. We do this each episode now. If you'd like to get involved, just get in touch with us. Find us on social media. We're Robins at the Gate, or you can tweet me at Michelle Owen 7. And this was Lee's take on what happened against Birmingham. Difficult game for me to comment on today. Um, I do like to be positive, but there's not a lot of positives to take from that performance, sadly. Um, I think we lacked any sort of real fluidity to our game and certainly couldn't play with any kind of tempo, which you certainly need in the championship. Um, we lacked any real width. I think the selection of the two fullbacks hindered us with that. Um, I don't blame Dean Holden for that. It's really hard to manage team selection with all these games coming thick and fast. But I do fully expect them to bring back um, Jack Cunn and Jay De Silva midweek um, to really get us... Um, a bit more of an attacking threat. Um, and also Tyreek Backinson, I hope he's fit again because I think he's the one who does look to play forward. He does look to play through the lines. Um, and I think he adds us, adds more quality than what Chris Brunt does. Um, remarkably, we are we are only four points off the top, which is which is fantastic. So bigger picture, I think, is, is good. Um, we're a third of the way through the season, so we started we started well. Um, it's a good little benchmark to say a third of the way through the season. So so well done. Um, we're eighth, which is about where I, I expected us to be. Um, so hopefully, going into the Christmas period, we can get a few more results. That was Lee's sixty-second fan review. I've got to say, every fan we've had had on has gone slightly over sixty seconds, but we're, we'll allow some poetic license on it because that again summed up really, really well, Greg. And obviously, that's before we talk about Wednesday's game. That's looking back at the Birmingham result. Um, I think Lee had some really good points there. That was Lee Mullen, by the way. And if you want to get in touch with him, he is at moles twenty-eight. Um, spoke brilliantly there, Gregor. And, and we can come on to the changes that happened for Wednesday evening's game. But, yeah, he was right. I mean, after that game, it wasn't even that negative in the table, was it? But <sighs> Birmingham are just one of those sides that Bristol City cannot beat at Ashton Gate, aren't they? Absolutely. I heard you say that on Quest that it was eight defeats in the last ten, yep. which is just an incredible record. I think supporters should revisit uh, the bogey team tag that Preston have got. It's actually that, that match-up between... Preston and City often ends in a draw rather than a loss. Whereas this game is sort of crept under the radar as mm. just loss, 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 or you know, the odd occasional draw at St Andrews. But yeah, I, I agree with Lee there. I think he's spot on. A few 
few positives. Fortunately, Bristol City have got enough um, points-wise to be able to sort of basically just roll on from this one, accept this and mm. take the, the, the points they've already got in the bank and, and, and just roll on. Um, looking at it, statistic. Go on, statistic. Go, you do statistics first. I just wanted to make a point after. Go for look, it. Look at it statistically, it was very even, 10 shots to 11. And I, mm. I, I do think there was very little between the sides. And if you look at the goals, well, the goal even, that's come from a set piece. But just um, earlier in the half, obviously, Callas has had his very similar effort cleared off the line. And that was the difference on the day. So two similar, yeah, both teams well matched, not much between them. I'd just say, obviously, for City, that they've got this, this horrendous injury list now up to eight players out. Mm. Um, if some of those, I think it would be a, a bit different. I just worry for, for results like that that happen in the season when you look at the bigger picture at the end. And I know we say it every season, you're just going to, you know, seven points off the playoffs last season. And it's results like that can come back to kick you. But, you know, let's let's be more positive because Blackburn, well, I, I actually feel for Blackburn, Gregor. We were both at the game at Ashton Gate last night. And I, I feel like Blackburn deserves something from it because... I think what, what, what's helped their statistics, if you look at the statistics from the game, is the fact that Adam Armstrong wanted to shoot every time he had the ball. <laughs> but um, Bristol City only had three shots on target and they scored one of them. Blackburn had more possession. I thought Blackburn were, were slightly the better side, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, you'll take it all day long, won't you, if you're Dean Holden? Definitely. I thought it was a really entertaining game, it was. actually, last night. I thought, yeah, as far as 1-0s go, that was a brilliant one. It was... Breathless, end-to-end attacking. I found it difficult to do sort of my written reports and stuff because I was always looking up at what was going on and and attack after attack. And yeah, it was just so much happening. And Dean Holden said a similar thing after the game. It was the uh, common theme across the press box that we all agreed it was a, a good game. And yeah, Bristol City came out on top. And I, I think the thing is that for this game in attack, they've got that strength in depth to an extent, in, in terms of they've always got Deju who can come off and have an impact, or Martin if he's on the bench. So, yeah, that bodes well. Similar, Similarly to the Derby game, Deju came off and, and hit the match winner. But I was writing today that, yeah, kind of just do binary scores at, at home at the moment. I think the last four results have been 1-0, 0-0, 0-1 and 1-0. So. Incredible, absolutely incredible when you think about it like that. I just, not just still not strong at home for whatever reason. It's nothing to do with the fans because the fans aren't there. It's such a, such a weird one. I, I was watching and I felt like, apart from one big chance that he had, Narky Wells, where Zach Viner switched the play, lovely ball. And Zach Viner's balls like that are exquisite. So good. Makes me think, could he play sort of CDM? But that's another conversation. But Zach Viner switched it. Nike Wells pulled it down, took a touch, and it went a whisker wide. And actually, he was wide on the right at that point. Is he wasted playing out wide, Nike Wells? Well, it's funny you should mention that, actually, because I asked Dean Holden about that earlier today. We were doing the pre-Rotherham press conference earlier, and I specifically asked if he had a bit of sympathy, really, because if you think a year ago, the narrative was all about Bristol City bringing in a... Uh, proven striker, proven number nine to make the difference. That man was Wells, but now he's being played out on basically out wide. And I played to Dean Holden. He said that 
if you look at, across other teams, then it doesn't necessarily mean that if you're playing out wide, that you're not a striker, you're not a forward, you're not going to score the goals. You only have to look at the likes of the Liverpool front three and and also even like Ronaldo scoring all those goals out wide. So you don't have to play straight down the middle. I take that point. I just think that at times... Bristol City could be a little bit more attacking in terms of the team selection, although we, we don't always know everything that goes on behind closed doors. And as Lee said earlier, Dean Holden's choice of fullbacks um, didn't make a huge amount of sense to me either. For the Birmingham game, I was a little bit disappointed that it wasn't a bit more attacking, likewise with Chris Brunt and um, fielded. And that, obviously, with hindsight, Jada Silva has got this shin problem. So that may be played a part in him not playing on Saturday and was why he wasn't involved against Blackburn at all. I've, but yeah, back... I, I've heard on the grapevine that that Jada Silva injury could be a long one. Don't know mm. anything for certain, just whispers. But I, yeah. I, could be aware. I hope I'm wrong and I hope we see him back super soon. But that's, I am worried. That's, that is a worry if that is the case because obviously he's now up to eight injuries and yeah, we, we hope that he, he's going to be back as soon as possible. But... And they, they do need these guys back. But the only other thing is, then, and sorry, just rounding off on the, mm. the team changes, that Backinson, as Lee says, he does offer a bit more than Brunt. I, I agree with the fans that I'm not too sure. I, I, I like Brunt in terms of his experience um, and what he adds to the squad and maybe just playing the last 10 minutes of games to see things out. But I'm not too sure I'd be handing him starts because um, at times, well, he was very rusty, actually, at the beginning of the QPR game. That's a couple of real nightmarish touches in the middle there, losing possession. And at times he can be a bit bypassed in midfield by more athletic players. Mm. So yeah, I was glad to see Backinson back last night. And the only thing is from Bristol City's point of view is that three of the next four games are against sides in the bottom eight. So on paper, they should be taking some decent points from those, but we'll wow, come on to that. Wow. Yeah, as Dean Holden said, they want to be scoring two goals there. A game, but it's seventy uh, twenty goals in seventeen games. Is that right, Gregor? It's not. It's not two goals a game at all. So I, I know that's something that he, it's, he wants it's to two goals on. a game. It's two goals a game if you include the opposition goals. Well, I don't think that's what you that's meant. That's not what you meant. <laughs> yeah, um, Adam Nash. I was so impressed with him last night, Gregor. I, I feel like I haven't seen the flesh for a few weeks, and he was just superb, athletic, quick. I'm like, where did this pace come from? I feel like I've underestimated him. He's, he's been brilliant. He's been the, one of the guys who's really profited from the injuries, actually. And fair play to Bristol City. I mean, I've gone on about the knocks a fair bit, but the, the strength of the squad is really impressive, certainly in midfield, because obviously with Williams and Walsh not involved, Vyman and Patterson now not involved. We're down to arguably the third-choice midfielders. And I think we do have to bear that in mind a little bit. I thought O'Dowd uh, was, was good in part, like, but... His finishing is just woeful. Oh, he should have got that in, in behind, one-on-one, and he just it, smashes it into Rosette. Dean Holden said it bobbled before he hit it. Uh-huh. I, did, I haven't watched it back close, <laughs> closely enough, but if it did, maybe maybe I'm being a little bit harsh on O'Dowd. And he has been very good recently, maybe better creating than, than finishing. Um, Fev's Football Analytic said on Twitter to us that he looked a bit leggy tonight. What do you reckon? Did he yeah, I think... To you? Yeah, I, th- I think there might be something in that. Fev's knows his stuff. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I always look at the after match stats and he, he didn't make as many tackles as he normally does. He wasn't winning as many second balls, loose loose balls in the midfield. 
So yeah, I think there might be something in that. And and I mean, it is that stage of the season as we were saying where it's just relentless game after game. So it would be perfectly natural. Um, but then I guess you contrast that with Adam Narge and who has just been normally good. And as some other fans have said, we're probably seeing the best of the Hungarian dynamo at the moment because if you remember the last well last season he had ankle problems didn't he when he went away with his international side and maybe he's getting yeah to full match fitness and again he's another one I asked Dean Holden about and hmm. he said just you know run of games sometimes just gives you that confidence oh absolutely I think yeah I think that's what it is confidence and fitness yeah, that's for any footballer, just the two sort of key ingredients. And one tweet in Bristol said, Callis is playing so well at the moment, it's going completely unnoticed. Absolute rock. Having Backinson alongside Naji helped those two play well. Canada had a great again. Almost a bigger win as to keep a clean sheet against the league's top scorers. Excellent point, that actually. Um, just before we take a little break, Antoine Semenyo, still searching for that first league goal, Gregor. Had a couple of really good chances. One maybe just about 12, 14 yards out. Caught it all wrong, went wide. And then in the second half, just before he got hooked, he gets caught offside from a free kick, a really simple free kick. You know, oh, come on. Now that's basic stuff, isn't it? It is. It is. I'm not one of these people who... Abs, uh, well, lambasts a, a player if, if they keep missing chances because I, I, I like to see the positive side of it that they're getting those chances and into the right, right position. Right places, yeah. But but I do take the point that maybe it feels like he he's looking for that for that goal a little bit too much and maybe maybe it's on his mind. Maybe it's not. Maybe look reading too much into that. But yeah, he had four whacks at goal yesterday and it just looked a little bit wild at times and. I just, yeah, I agree. I, th- I think he, if he could just get that first goal, it would be, we'd, we'd probably see a fair few come. And likewise with O'Dowd, I think if he could get one as well, then we'd see a different side to those players and they could really kick on. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. All about confidence, like we said. Okay, uh, we'll be back in a moment to look ahead to Rotherham and Millwall. Robins at the gate. With Who Knows Wins, this is not betting as you know it. Download the app now and start playing. Robins at the gate with Michelle Owen. Yeah, that's our sponsor, Who Knows Wins. We're actually working on something special for you at the moment to have a bigger league with a bigger pot, which is very exciting. So watch this space. Rotherham at the weekend, Gregor. Um, I'm a big fan of Paul Warren. I think he does a, a great job with Rotherham. And I know they, they can be a bit up and down in terms of the table and what have you. But um, they've fought to some good results this season. However, they're in a bit of a bad patch at the moment. They lost to Watford and they lost to Coventry, lost to Brentford. They drew with Bournemouth, which I thought was a surprise result. But you have to go back to Preston uh, at, well, sort of start of November, 7th of November for their last win. So, come on, on paper, Bristol City should be winning this one, even though it's away, right? <laughs> well, it should be, because they've been very consistent against sides at the bottom of the table. In fact, they've only had one loss against anyone below 11th, that was obviously Birmingham City. Um, apart from that, they've won everything else. So I, 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 we know what the championship is like and they obviously could lose, could draw. But, but they've been so consistent against the teams down there that even if they don't win this game, I'm confident a few games, they'll pick up a decent points tally. And, that, and I suppose that is the positive for Bristol City at the moment, that they've got... Rotherham, Wickham, Millwall all to come in the next three or um, three out of the next and those games are 
uh, uh, matches they can get they can get points from. And if they do that, then they should be in a decent position come the beginning of January when I personally think they could do with a little bit of extra quality to be brought into the squad to make the difference. Yeah. Um, and I should get players back from injury. Yeah, yeah, all, all good points. Some some winnable games coming up, as they say. Millwall is the one after that on Tuesday evening, um, which we're both due to be at. Um, Millwall, obviously, in the headlines, well, because of their fans, for all the wrong reasons last weekend. And we saw what happened midweek um, with the issues around taking a knee and anti-discrimination. But looking at what's been happening on the pitch, oof, they are not in the best of ways at the moment, in my opinion, because, OK, it's OK to draw games, but they draw so many games. It's absolutely incredible. Um, you know, points help, of course, and help the course. They've drawn nine games this season, Gregor. Nine games out of 17, and they've won four and lost four. Um, it's, a, it's a team that come to Bristol City, and I, I so can see this being a draw, to be honest, next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from with that. They're another side of us. Well, probably like every championship team, to to be honest, has had, have had a few injury problems. Um, I think Gary Rowett's done a decent job overall. There, they were fantastic last season, and they, they were. I thought they were the, they really did well against City last season, the better side in both games actually, even though they didn't get six points. And yeah, it'll be another tough one, but. Seeing the way that Bristol City dealt with Blackburn Rovers last night, and I have to admit, I was pessimistic going into that game. But that that's just shown me that they can go toe-to-toe with these sides. And at the very least, you would expect it to be an even game, like the Birmingham one. If it's an even game, then obviously they've got as good a chance of winning it as the opposition. And, and really, they should be doing a bit better at home. So I'm... I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful they can get something there and, and the win. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got... I'm um, optimistic, I suppose, is the right word, ahead of these two games. I really feel six points is, is very achievable for Bristol City. But I, I'm feeling just optimistic about Bristol City this season in general. Um, so we were at Ashton Gate last night and I asked fans for their thoughts on returning because I know everyone feels differently. And I've been at just the one game with fans so far and, and it felt okay. Um it was nice to have fans there, bit of a novelty, I suppose. There is some talk about tears being moved next week, Gregor. And if that happens, we could have fans back at Ashton Gate this month. Could. We know nothing, by the way. This is just us having a discussion about it. So here's a few tweets um, that, that came in. Just just asking if you'd be up for it. And the XR problems, I definitely would. Uh, Fev said if it's safe, yes. He's been stuck in with Joe for eight months, homeschooling him. He'd love to watch live football again. Uh, Bristol Ollie said, unlikely until away fans and normal civics resumed. I'm afraid I won't be going in to be to be a letdown, in my opinion. It's a start and a step forward. But actually, I miss the city away days more than the home games. Um, Patricia said, yep, I'd be in. David said, I'd drive from Cornwall and the four of us would be back as soon as we're allowed. Uh, Mills, 100% I need to be back. Mark, I'll be there in a flash. Andy said, hell yes. And uh, Dave said, no, not. It's the experience we pay for pre, during and post-match. I'm happy for others to go ahead of me. I've had a season ticket for 35 years uh, until it's unlimited crowds. He doesn't want to go. So some really interesting um, opinions there. The majority there from our response, just that small response saying, yeah, we want to go, but some people understandably not ready or not wanting to do it until it's as it was, which we hope it will be 
hopefully by the start of next season, I'd imagine. What do you think, Gregor? Is there positivity that we might get fans back at Ashton Gate this month? Because if you look where the cases have gone, then they are, you know, on a on a better way in terms of numbers than they were a month ago. Yeah, I think we, we've seen elsewhere that it's gone well at other clubs, hasn't it? And it's been great to see them um, in the background at matches and, and everything, if you've watched anything on TV. So, yeah, there's there's real hope on the horizon. And, and I think it would probably, I mean, not talking as an expert or anything here, but, but it looks like it would it would be um, fairly easy, easy, easily to, to scale up so if they want to make it more than 4,000 within the new year, if if cases were obviously dropping, then they could do that. And I guess they've got, they have got the vaccine centre thing going on there, haven't they? So we've got to negotiate all of that as well, because they're making Ashton Gate a vaccine centre of the army. Am I right or am I wrong on that? I feel like I've read yeah, that. Yeah, you're right, they are. It's fantastic use of Ashton Gate Stadium. It's like the... Um, uh, use of it for the fair share warehouse as well, that they're housing tons and tons of food that's being redistributed as well. So, yeah, it's fantastic to, to know that the stadium is being put to great use like that. And, yeah, as you say, if, if we can get fans back in, in a couple of weeks, that would be that would be the icing on the cake. Yeah, it'd be wonderful. We just hope. We have to change tier for that to happen, I believe. So we'll have to see what happens in the next week. We might be having a very different conversation this time next week. I'm not sure when we find out. Uh, just finally, I want to say hi, hi and thank you to um, Steve, Sheila and the other stewards. They work at the top of the Lansdowne stand and we see them every game, don't we, Gregor? And they're always there. They often offer me food, which is nice. They're like, we've brought some food along today over there. We haven't touched it if you'd like some. Um, and they're absolutely lovely. I've seen them for years in the time of coming to Bristol City. And, and last night, they said, oh, we've got something for you. And uh, they got my, my son, Zach, his first Bristol City kit. And I put the photo up on Twitter. And it suits him, doesn't it, Gregor? Red is a colour that suits him. I'm not sure what his dad thinks because he's a Plymouth Argyle fan. But I think he looks great. <laughs> so, so do I. So do I. And, um, yeah, that, that ties him into the academy, doesn't it? Bristol well, City as well. basically, I'm going to sign him up now. Um, Lee Johnson said before he left, he had a contract ready. But I haven't talked to Dean Holden about it, so I'll have to get that sorted out. But, ah. yeah, it very much, very much suits him. Um, and as we live 25 minutes from the ground, hopefully we'll be able to take him back down very soon, like everyone else is going to. At his first game last year, Gregor, and it was Luton, 3-0 win. Good one to start. Right. He slept all the way through. But... Oh, bless. Bless, <laughs> yeah. just... Just oh, now that you've mentioned it, how do you think Lee Johnson will do at Sunderland? Of course, we must finish by, by touching on that. I just can't believe, Gregor, that he took charge, what, two hours before kickoff, if that's all true? Like, that is quite incredible. I reckon he looked at it and thought, Wigan, I can win that. And then <laughs> he hadn't seen any players well, train and put Aidan McGeady in that hadn't played for absolutely ages and as you saw but it didn't go well um, it, he hasn't got a promotion on his CV so it's an interesting appointment um, I just be watching with interest I haven't really got a strong opinion either way have you? I'd love to see him do well um, I, genuinely with, with um, Matt up there as well and Bailey Wright I actually texted him the other day and said good luck to him with, mm. with that um, objective and I said to him I hope Hope he's taking up his USB powered heated gilet. Yeah, absolutely. Is yeah. It's so cold up there. But yeah, tough, tough start for him. And as you say, bottom of the table, Wigan, you'd have been expecting to get something. But that shows the the task ahead that they obviously lost 1 0 when Wigan only had one One shot shot in the entire game. 
I know, so, right? Yeah, not the best start for him. We'll keep an eye on him. We'll see how he gets on. It'll be very interesting to see and uh, perhaps catch up with him when he's down in the West Country. Um, I suppose he'll play Bristol Rovers, won't he, in League One? So that'll be very interesting. Um, Gregor, as always, thanks so much. I will catch you at Ashton Gate on Tuesday and we'll be back with the pod. We're hoping to record next Wednesday all being well. So thank you for listening as always. And if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review us. Robins at the Gate. With Who Knows Wins. This is not betting as you know it. Download the app now and start playing. Please subscribe and review us wherever you get your podcasts.